Welcome to the podcast. My name is Toby Zapier and I'm your host. And I'm your host, Susan Zapier. And this is What God Has Done. Where miracles unleash faith. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Toby Zapier. And I'm gathered here today with some brothers in Christ. I've got Ash Lazaro, Michael Beirudi, and I've got Kemble. I'm not going to even say your your last name, man. I'm just gonna I'm gonna run it just as Kemble. Pomeroy. Pomeroy. Sorry, I said it. You didn't want to say. If, it. if you search my first name, you find my last name. There we go. How are you, boys? Really Doing well. Good. good. Doing good. How are you? Good. Thanks for um popping in and uh, jumping on. Um, for you listeners who are all you viewers, um, I don't think you've actually heard Kimball's voice in the background, have you? No, never. You might hear this. Yeah, that's that's Kimball. That's the <laughs> yeah, face. Cough, coughs in the background. That's the, that's the face to the to the coughs and the sniffles um, in the background. Um, we've been blessed. Kimball's been running around with the cameras, setting them up behind the scenes. That's that's your man. I bet I bet you guys thought he was like short. Like a, a little five foot running around doing cameras, he's not. He's like he's definitely the opposite how, of how tall are you, bro? Uh, six five. Six five, man. Can't even, come on, can't six even ball. five. Tall, dark, and handsome. That's it. Can't even play ball. Can't play ball. <laughs> really? I don't know what I'm doing. Oh gosh! I throw the ball, hope for the best. Really? You're one of them. <laughs> one of those ones. Look, you've still got height. Are. As long as you've got height, that's the main thing. That is the main thing, isn't it? It's all that matters. Not for Kemble though, because he can't. Doesn't matter. He just can't get it. He can't do it. He can't shoot. Yeah, I'm, I, but no one can block him. Gravity holds me down a bit more because I like to enjoy my meals. Have, <laughs> <laughs> have you ever played so sport? Jump. Yeah, yeah, rugby and all that. Rugby. When I was when I was young in high oh, school mate, in New Zealand, not not here. That's fair enough. But he's very good with the cameras, though. He is very oh, good. I don't know about that. I'm Kimball's thinking this like shot's a little bit too bright. Oh, do you reckon it's too what? Too too close? Uh, no, it's not close. It's just um, I don't know how the lighting is because normally I'll be looking at the other side of the camera, making sure it's all right. Oh, that's all right. Look, I mean, we just wing it, you know. We're not look. We're not professionals. We're not pros. Um, we're just yes. trying to bring you some godly content, you know. Yep. And it's just a couple of boys sitting around having a chat. Yep. Um, about God and His goodness and and what He's done, you know. So, has anyone had a miracle this week? Yeah, I no. found my tripod about half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think a miracle is not a uh, not cracking it because I couldn't find my tripod? <laughs> it's no, so no. true, man. Like my, oh, we're, we're having this chat before, and my wife, she'll move things right around the house, mm. and I'll get so frustrated, man. She'll be like, "Why are you frustrated?" Go spend time with the Lord, you know. And I'm like, man, just don't move my stuff, you know. And then she'll say, she can't remember where she's put them. And then she's like, oh, I put it somewhere, but okay, so where is it? I can't remember, you know. And I expect it to be there. Like if I come in this room, I expect there to be four, four mics, boom arms, headphones, yeah. Imagine coming into this room and then there's nothing left. Yeah. Where, where did everything go? Or just, just the chairs have been put away. Like the chairs don't need to be put away. Yeah. <laughs> where you left it is where it should be. Mm. Yeah. But no, look, God's good, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. And we have self-control through the Holy Spirit. We do. Most which of the time. Is, 
Huh? Most of the time. <laughs> Frustration's a real thing, isn't it? Let's 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 go there. Frustration right, okay. is Let's a real thing. Frustration. Speaking of frustration, <coughs> can, we, can we shuffle the board over maybe like 30 centimetres? There we go. Is that better for you? Yeah, I can put my little cord. Right. right yeah, yep. Yeah. So, frustration. Let's talk about frustration. Let's talk about it. Um, how do you feel about it? Does anyone have any, anything to say about it? I definitely feel frustrated when I'm frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> but like... As a Christian, are you allowed to be frustrated? The Israelites were frustrated. They were. And but God, they complained. Yeah. They complained. And, what, and God swallowed them up. So yeah, he cracked it at them. He did. So like, yeah, walked so around we, for 40 years. He got pretty upset with them, yeah. He did. So are we allowed to be frustrated as Christians? You shouldn't. I think you shouldn't. I think you can be, but you've got to be ready to face the consequences. I think it just depends what you do with your frustration. I feel like everyone gets frustrated, mm. but then what do you say? What do you do when you're frustrated? Do you have self-control, you know, or do you just let loose, explode? Does that make sense? Yeah. What, what do you do? I mean, everyone's exploded, <laughs> right? Let's be honest. Come on. Yeah, 100%. Come on. What are we going to be? Like these perfect, holy, I mean, we're holy positioned, you know, let's, mm. let's be honest. That might ruffle a couple of feathers out there, but yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we are holy positioned, you know, but. Ultimately, man, we have outbursts, yeah? Mm. Is that our humanity? Is that the sin nature? What is it? I don't know. It's a good question, that one. Definitely humanity, I reckon. Not like we created this out of nothing. We didn't create frustrations. built mm. in. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we get annoyed when we don't get things the way we want them. And yeah. then... Or when our expectations that we expect other people to follow aren't met. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like, why'd you do that? You know, that's not right. Or why'd you put my camera tripod on the computer chair and push it under the desk where no one can see it? <laughs> he got to let it let go. He's got to let it go. He's just going to let it go and go buy another tripod. You know, just <laughs> move on. We were like, let, let's just tell the listeners and the viewers, <laughs> like, well, we need four cameras. We got four cameras. We're one tripod down. And um, and Kimball's like, I don't know where it is. And he's, he's asking, he's calling back home, hey, where, where's this tripod? And I'm like, Kimball, you need to tell me now. I'm about to go buy a tripod, mate. It's going on. And I, I thought, okay, it's not in my house. It's not in my car. Well, it must be here. With the last place I used it, I must have left it here. Or Because I normally put everything in one place up on the drawer. That's where it stays. If it's camera equipment, it stays up on this one drawer in this little one square meter space. And it mm -hmm. wasn't there. I went two nights ago, I went home and looked at it. It was all clean. That was the first sign. It was all clean and put away. And mm -hmm. I don't know where it was put away. That's the thing. But that can cause frustration, right? You know what I've, I've heard a lot of Christians talk about? Frustration on the road. Like a road rage. Yeah, man. That's every, a hard topic to talk about. Oh, man. Every time I'm in like Bible college, you know, someone will say, oh, on the road, you know, and I think, and then, and then I just say, oh, Lord, it's okay. Take it away. I can do this, you know. So on the road, I think. A lot of people struggle with that, that are non-Christians <clears throat> and let alone like Christians as well. But I, I remember I used to be so upset every morning driving to work until I became a Christian. Then it kind of went away and then it kind of it crept a little bit back in. It's, not, it's nowhere near as bad 
is what it used to be. Yeah. But yeah, I hear a lot of Christians always talk about like traffic on the road or frustrations around that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. How do you go driving, Ash? <laughs> He's just like, no Toby. comment. Why'd you ring? No comment. comment. I, heard, I heard you beep the horn all the way to my house on the whole street. It's just an <laughs> old, old lady walking in the middle of the road. He's like, <laughs> oh, joking, man. No, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. It just depends on who it is. Like, if you're doing 80 on a freeway, you're oh, going to get a beep. Fast line. Are you going to get a beep? Like, you shouldn't be driving. Right. You what if it's 80 going. limit? If it's 80 limit, then do 80. Yeah. If it's 100, <coughs> you Yeah. Or move over. Or move over. Yeah. Keep, keep left on less overtaking. For me, it's very, <laughs> it's very frustrating for me because from my house to go to church, if you turn like left onto the, I think it's the M80, and then it's pretty much like a left turn to go onto the Tala Freeway. But everyone's always doing 80 there, so I have to go all the way to the very right lane mm-hmm. and try and speed up to try and get past all of them. And it's just half the time lately. I've been very, I've been very good lately. I'm like really pushing myself to say no. Do the speed limit. Do the speed limit. Just relax. Don't rush. That's mm-hmm. good, Ash. Self control, brother. You're not. You're lucky. You might only save maybe one or two minutes, and it ain't gonna make a difference. That's true. It's not gonna make a difference. There you go. To all the listeners out there that Sorry. get frustrated on the road, it's only going to make a two-minute difference. Doesn't really. It's pointless if you're lucky. Two minutes. <clears throat> there yeah. is no need to be frustrated. There isn't. But oh, we do get frustrated. It's hard, man. It, it is really hard. is. Especially at work. Like I was just losing it left, right, and center on Friday. Yeah. What happened? And oh, I was just chaos, poor planning, trucks going into service, just all the morning. At my work, the culture is very. Arvo people will blame morning people. Morning people will blame Arvo people. Mm. There's like no one likes each other there. So it's just constant. Uh, lately I've just been like, you know what, stuff is all. Like, I'm going to go do my thing. Like I actually, some of them like, like I don't even care if I've, like I just dump it there and say, all right, done. Are you morning or afternoon? I'm Arvo. You're Arvo. I'm Arvo. Right. So, so you, you give the morning people grief. Oh, not really. I don't. But I do like say, oh, these morning people, like they just can't do it right. But our culture, though, is that morning and other people do things very differently, mm. which which creates a frustration. Because if you're a company and you have SOPs, what's that? You need to tell us what SOPs are. Standard operating yeah. procedures. Standard operating procedures. Okay, yeah. there you Gosh, go. Just learn something new every day. And just everyone just does it differently, and it's sort of like, well, what's the point? Mm. That's what really frustrates me. But, you know, God's good. God is good. <laughs> the response is God is good. God is, is good. good. We make mistakes all the time. See, and that's the thing, man, isn't it, really? We make mistakes. We do. We try and do our best every day, but we fall short. That's why we need Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. But bringing it back to the Israelites, man, they got they got in a lot of trouble for being frustrated. Mm. They were talking about how the cucumbers were better in Egypt. Imagine telling God, hey, man, the cucumbers, back where I was a slave, way better, way better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You've got to think about it too, yeah. So the children of Israel leave Egypt mm-hmm. after being in slavery for 
however many years. I think it, it was, was 400, 400 years. Yeah. 400 years. Yeah, it's a hot minute. It's a hot minute and it's a hot wilderness too. Mm-hmm. So they go through the wilderness and all these things start happening. It gets hot. You know, there's trials and all that stuff. And then what happens? They get frustrated. They get upset. I feel like that's what 400 years of slavery will do to you. Frustration builds up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I guess that's, this is what happens when um, people just go through life and they take hits, man. Mm. And as a Christian, you can take these hits as well, you know? You just take hit after hit after hit, whether it be a loved one passed away or a loved one got really, really sick and you had to go through that whole season. Um being in abusive relationships another hit, getting heartbroken is another mm. hit, having financial burden is another hit, you know, and people go through hit after hit after hit and it's not necessarily, sometimes it's not anything that they do. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes you hear it, man. People are like, my wife cheated on me and she left me and now I've got nothing left, mm. you know. Like it's nothing through. These are real life situations, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And these are followers of Jesus that go yeah. through this as well. Yeah. It's real stuff. Yeah. I mean, and then you hear, there's always two sides to every story, right? But you hear like the guy said, I've worked mm. really, really hard to provide for my family, you know, and I've done everything I can and I don't know why she left, you know. He gets a hit that way, you know. Now, let's say he's serving in the church doing a, a life group. Now he loses his life group. That's another hit. You know, he was doing mm. his wife, running a life group with his wife, let's say, or a, a Bible study in his home, you know? Yeah. And he loses that. It's another hit. Then he's, he, he loses his house. He's separated from his kids. It's another hit, you know? Sounds a bit like Job. Job, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sounds like Job in the Bible. <laughs> but Jesus, Jesus is a big restorer, you know? But even like, even if you're not a Christian, you know, you can just go through a lot of, a lot of hits like that, and that gets you like, it gets you frustrated permanently. Yeah, if you stay there. You know what I mean? And Job's actually a good example because he never really got frustrated. No. So he lost, he lost everything. Mm. It, was obvious, it was a test for him. Yeah. But it's also, um, I forgot the word I'm looking for. It's also a testimony for how much you can actually trust God. Well, because he continued to um, believe in him, mm. he still turned to him. It was like I think it was like thirty chapters, I think, and probably about twenty five, twenty six of them. Mm. It's just him continuing to worship the Lord, people around him. I think Job is a really good example of our world today, because people around us um, are always like, "Oh, well, if your God did this, why did He take it away?" I've lately I've actually been reading Exodus and you'll see in the story God is always saying, Tell the Israelites, I told you. So when Job and Aaron do that, um Moses and Aaron. Sorry, Moses and Aaron. Uh Mm -hmm. The Israelites will always be like, Well, your God, you know, it kind of looks like your God says, um sorry, I'm losing my I'm losing track. It's always, oh, the Lord told me this. So then I guess the Israelites will always think, all right, what's your God going to do next if we're stuck in this wilderness mm-hmm. because of our complaining? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God still makes his miracles. That's right. So they blamed Moses. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time they blamed Moses. Yeah. And said it's his fault. 
Mm. But then God came back and said, you're blaming me. So when the people blame Moses, God took that as you're, you're pointing the finger at me. It's mm. God. Mm. He took it that way. Yeah. But I think that didn't really make the connection. Like Moses was a man just like us. Obviously he had the experience with his face is glowing and all that kind of stuff. And everything came. But I think when you look at the person, you don't see the respect. Is it? You don't really hold the person in the same esteem, even though they're bringing you God's word. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like if God was there in front of you talking, you'd just be flat as a pancake on the ground. But all right, because God's chosen spoke through Moses. Well, at the end of the day, isn't he just a man? Doesn't he make mistakes just like us? Mm. Yeah, and I think like because. Being a Christian, you, you try and find the golden people, but when you're on the road, it's hard to see gold when they're inside of the two-ton metal four-wheeled machine. And so you're looking at them like, this idiot cut me off, this person, why are they doing 20 in a, in a hundred zone, like that kind of thing. And you forget to see that you, you don't see them as a person. You see them as this other entity that's out there in the middle box you don't give them the same respect you give them a person because if someone bumped into you at checkout you're like oh sorry no worries but someone cuts you off in traffic and all of a sudden they're the enemy of mm. of your life and you're like yeah you're thinking about them like 20 minutes afterwards like after it's happened or whatever so yeah, i think so- yeah maybe the, the children of israel don't they didn't really respect moses's word even though he was speaking on behalf of god and i think we do that a lot now in christianity as well Richard said, don't do this. Yeah, but I don't know. I think maybe there's some room for this or that there, here or there. And mm. maybe the cucumbers are better in Egypt. And maybe I should stay in my job and not uh, not leave because the money's better in my job where I'm slaving away and I'm hating my life and I'm not doing what God's called me to do. You know? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm going through right now. <laughs> like my work is like the money is just so good. Like yeah. I actually, at times, I actually just want to. Like just completely just leave and try and start over. Yeah. This is not advice. Do it. <laughs> yeah. I really want to do it. Just do it. Because <laughs> the money is so good. Like that's what even um so we're actually recording these. So today is Sunday. And the four of us just came from church. That's right. And our pastor, Pastor Neil, was actually talking about that today. And he mentioned one of the things, oh, money could be your idol. At work. And I'm just like, whoa. Mm. Like, yeah. My, I think money, there's two things. I think for me, money is my idol at work. And it was the other thing that he said, like just rolling out of bed and oh, I don't want to go to work. Me, it's, I'm going to own up for me to suppose those right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I think it's, in, it's, I mean, it's great to admit it, you know. That's the first step of change, right? Yeah, mm. I mean, when you're saying you, you're conscious about what's going on, yeah. that's great. It's not like you're unconscious. See, God told me to leave my job, right? So I can relate with that. Was, was it really you, God? Was it not you, God? Was it, come on, what, give me another sign. I'm doing a Gideon, man, you know? You know, what's that? Moses, did God really say that, Moses? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like that. and. It took me a year to leave my job. And I didn't, I didn't leave because um, I was obedient. Because delayed obedience 
is still disobedience, right? Mm. But I left because God, he literally turned the tap off. He turned the tap off to my employment. So just to give viewers or listeners a rundown, I used to sell cars um, and I couldn't sell a car. I just Mm. couldn't sell one. And I've been selling cars for 10 years and I had cadets beating me. And I remember the last month before I had a massive encounter at a Bible college retreat um, with God and he said to me, why are you so scared? You've stepped out before. Why are you scared? I've got Mm. something for you. And this is why we're here doing a potty because I left my job, right? (laughs) But, um, yeah, God was like, "Leave, leave your job. And I think I sold six cars that month, which is like not a lot of cars to sell in a month. Usually you got to sell like 15 up and at the worst case scenario, 10 to 12. And I sold six and four of them cancelled. Four cancelled and I was left with like two. And I was like, all right, Lord, I'll leave if you want me to, you know. But that was like, that was one year coming, you know. God was just like, that's enough. He literally did. He did. I did a Jonah on him. I literally did a Jonah on him. Mm. And he swallowed me in a fish, you know, and he stopped me from what I was doing so I couldn't go forward and earn money, man, you know? Yeah. To the point where, and, and look, I'm going somewhere with this. Sometimes you hear God has spoken to you, yeah? And it's not, it's not an act. Oh, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know how correct I am in saying this, but you hear people, man, they break their ankle, they can't work, they go flying off a bike, mm. right? No, and I don't, I don't know how correct this is, right? And I'm not saying God inflicts this pain or God does this. I don't believe that he does that. But I believe the situation presents itself and God uses it for his yeah. um, glory. But in my, yeah. in my position, I believe, I 100% believe God just turned the tap off. He's like, no, no more. I've told you, you know I've told you to leave. Stop being disobedient like a father to the son saying, that's it. No more iPad. No more watching Simpsons, for example, you know. Mm. That's it, you know. And But I, I don't know. And I hear stories all the time. People saying, I've hurt my, I've broken my Achilles ankle, my Achilles tendon, or something's happened, my leg, my arm, and now I've been off work for two months. And they're just like, it's really... I've been able to spend a lot of time with God, you know, mm. and I, I, I don't know if God creates it, allows it, I don't know, but I know for me, I believe that. I believe that that's what happened to me. Mm. I don't know about someone flying off a motorcycle, if that's like what God kind of created to get someone's attention. But can them. he use it? Can, he can that's use it, thing. absolutely. If it was him or wasn't him, he'll definitely use that yeah. to get your attention. Just say, hey, hey, I've got a plan for you. Do you want to come on my plan? Because you're a believer. Yeah. You believe in me. You believe that I came and died for you and I've got a plan for you. And in you bringing forward my kingdom, I want to prosper you. I want to bless you. I want to give you more than what you could ever imagine. Yeah. But you need to stop, slow down, and listen to me, you know. I don't know. What do you think, bro? I reckon because obviously James was, my missus was the one who, Got hit by a car and is off has been off work and is will likely be off work into the new year. So mm. nine weeks ago she was riding a motorbike home from work and then a car just turned in front of her 
that intersection and she broke her leg, both fib and fib. And also um, she broke her UCL or snapped a UCL tendon from in her thumb. And then, yeah, so she had a surgery last week as well for that. So she's definitely off for a while. And so we're like, you can think to yourself like, oh, God, why would you do this? But then firstly, why are you even questioning what, Firstly, whether God did it or not, you don't know. And then secondly, even if he did, what are you going to do? Are you going to say it's a bad thing? Are you Are going to say it's a good thing? What are you going to say? Mm-hmm. Are you going to decide for yourself what's good and bad or are you just going to do your job and figure out what's the right thing to do in this moment? Yeah. You know, because the ultimate, and to my understanding, the ultimate sin of man and the problem that we have every day is defining good and bad for ourselves. Yeah, that's right. So mm-hmm. when, we look at, when we look at a situation like I've broken my this or I've you know, this has happened to me and I can't work anymore. Like, and this can be the part of the frustration is that you, you just say to yourself, this is a bad situation. But then when, imagine the best thing of your life comes out of it. You know, imagine, I know you're single, you break your leg, you're home, and then you meet the nurse and you two get married and you follow Jesus and have kids together. Like, okay, you broke your leg. That's pretty bad. But look what came out of it, you know? Yeah. Mm. Like how can we, in the moment, we judge the situation for what it is. So when I thought of Jade um, getting it and going to hospital, not working for, it's already been two and a half months and it'll be another three or four months till she can go back to work. I don't know. I don't think it's bad. Like she was in a bad way and she needed care, but so much good has come out of it. Like mm. uh, without going into too much detail, but she's had much more free time. Her health is way better despite having a broken leg. She's like healthy internally. She's not stressed. She's healthier emotionally. She, everything's healthier. Like the stress of work is gone now. Like either she quit, either she got hurt and couldn't go back to work or she got fired. Like what, what really were the situations mm. for God to move in that situation to pull her out of it, you know? Yeah. Mm. She's not going to like bang the, the, the work disappears, the whole building burnt down. That's right. So I think we rule off like the negative aspect of God making a movement we say no it's bad it can't be of god and god please save me but really it's like hey i'm just clearing the way for something else mm. you know yeah do you think little kids didn't trip over and stub their toes and do you think not one person broke their ankle walking out of egypt you know what i mean yeah, not one course. person fell over and whacked their head not one person got sick yeah like of course these things happen but ultimately god's purpose got achieved yeah see i i've got i've got skin a little bit of revelation here <clears throat> and i'm seeing it kind of this way Let's say God, because Jade's got a makeup business, right? Yeah. And let's say God said, that's it. I want to bless you. Mm. And I'm going to introduce you to so many people that you could tell about me through your makeup business, right? Yeah. And he's told her this, but she's, let's say, she's a little bit reserved to leave her job because of finance, right? Mm. And we all, we all are. We've all been there, yeah? We're scared to, go, to say, Lord, okay. I don't care where I'm going to get my next dollar from. I know that you provide for the birds. Mm. Why am I even worried? I'm handing it over to you. But it's just our humanity that yeah. says, oh, well, we have to use wisdom and, we ha- and God loves us to, you know, kind of, you know, grab our barns and, and, and kind of, and, and, you know, steward money well and all the rest of it, right? Yeah. And I just feel like, like a, a father would say to his son or daughter, say, hey, if you're going to keep going doing this, you can hurt yourself, right? 
And that could have been, he could have been speaking to Jade for ages. And the reason why she had that accident is because she was had a job where she wasn't supposed to be maybe. I don't know. Mm. I'm just I'm just talking here, bro. Yeah. Sometimes but we don't see we don't see man what God's doing in the background. Like yeah. we look at a situation and it looks terrible. Mm. Jade broke her leg. Yeah. Obviously that's a bad situation. <laughs> but we don't actually see what God's seeing. Because he sees the future and mm. he knows what's going to happen. And also, let's humor the person that says, like, no, it's a bad thing. It's terrible. It shouldn't have happened. Okay, so what are you going to do in the situation? Something bad's happened. What are you going to make of it now? Maybe now you can focus on your business. You know, like, mm. if you take it as a negative thing, then go make a positive out of it. And you take yeah. it as a positive thing, then go and continue in the, in the positivity and, like, go and do something with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Whether it's like, good or bad, do something yeah. good with it, and which do, is hard to do say. Do you trust God? Like, that's, so. a, that's a hard question, like. Asking yourself, do I trust God? Mm. Ultimately, his word says that he works all things together for good. Yeah, that's it. You know, so do we believe, all right, this is a bad situation. Romans 8, 28. Yeah, but when I put my faith in God, in what's happening in my life, do I believe he can work out everything that's going bad in my life and make it something good, turn something that's bad into something that's positive? Like that takes faith Mm. for us to have. Yeah, that's so true. But he is the God of the impossible. That's right. That's the thing. So. If we believe he's the God of the impossible, we believe he can make a bad situation turn into something good. Just a little bit of faith, mustard seed of faith. That's so true. I love that you said that, man. Yeah. Are we speaking to you, Ash? Mm. Are you quitting your job tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I just, just realised that Ash has, has not said anything in the past five minutes. He's just receiving, man. He's just I'll, going, share, oh. I'll share my little story from mm. when I went to Bible college. This mm. might help you, Ash. So when I went to Bible college, before I started, obviously I felt the Lord tell me, I want to use you. And I felt him say, go to Bible college, like, mm. do it. And I was in my third year of my plumbing apprenticeship. So if I was to start Bible college, I'd have to stop. So I wouldn't finish my fourth year. And I said, all right, so either I'm going to stop or I'm just going to continue with my job and pretend I didn't hear God. But deep down, I knew that I heard God mm. say, go to Bible college. Yeah. So I took the step of faith and I said, yeah, all right, God, I'll go to Bible college. So I had to go to trade school and let them know that I'm obviously not continuing with plumbing. They could stop my apprenticeship. And I had one year left. And so I went to the trade school, explained to the lady, like, oh, I'm stopping plumbing and I'm going to go to Bible college. And then she's like, are you crazy? you got one year left and you're going to stop and you're going to go to Bible college. She said, everyone in here would die to have your position, you know, with the job that you have, all that kind of stuff. And I just said, look, I've made a decision. Like, I'm not going to continue in trade school, in plumbing. I want to go to college. So she turned around to me and she just said, look, just hold off for a bit. I'll speak to the principal, the guy that was running the plumbing department at the time. We'll see what he can do. And I said, yeah, no worries. So eventually she came back to me and she said, look, I've spoken to the guy. He's going to allow you to come to trade school three days a week when you have Bible college. So Trade school is one week in every month. You have to go to trade school for plumbing. And so she said, that week that you come to trade school, we're going to allow you to go to Bible college in the morning. So from 9 till 12, I'd be at Bible college. And she said, after that, you have to come straight here and then finish your plumbing, which is unheard of. Like they do not let people do that. And so I feel like because I stepped out in faith in what God told me to do, somehow he provided. Come on. But that's the thing. Do we believe he's going to provide? To be honest, at the time, I didn't think 
I'm going to finish my apprenticeship. I just thought, that's it. My apprenticeship's over. I'm going to Bible college. But somehow he turned it around and worked it in my favor. So if you want to leave your job, Ash, leave your job. Mm. Yeah. And you're still a gun plumber. Still plumbing currently. Come on. Currently plumbing. That happened to... um. I need to put a couple of air conditioners and I'll talk to you after. Okay. <laughs> I know a good plumber. I'll let you know. That, that half happened to me when I left. I worked at BMW. I worked there for nine years. I got called to study the Bible. And I remember walking upstairs to the dealer principal's office and saying, hey, look, God's spoken to me. I, I, I'm going to go to Bible college. And he said, it looks like you've made up your, your mind. I can't give you half time, uh, part-time. I said, that's fine. And I remember feeling a little bit disappointed that they didn't, like, kind of comply with me. But I was okay. I had mm. peace, the peace that surpasses any understanding, yeah. right? So, you know, it's from God. But sure. the beautiful thing was the moment I walked down these stairs, I remember the, the moment I put my foot on the last, like, the la- from the last step onto the ground, I heard the Lord say this. I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Boom. Amen. Just that. I got a job within 24 hours and I lost, I had no license, man, at the mm. time. So I was like, how am I going to get there? How am I going to get to this job? It was over the other side of the city. Months before this, I get this guy a job there at this, at this dealership in Ringwood. I get this guy a job randomly, right? And then I get offered a job around the hours of Bible college, mm. right? Um, and I had no license. But God provided me a chauffeur. <laughs> he'd pick me up every morning. He'd take me to work. He'd drop me off at home. And do you know the best thing? Every phone call that came into that office that I answered, every inquiry on a car that they sent me was a deal. Wow. And I was working part-time, man. Mm. Like I was just sma- – and, and I, I remember telling my manager this, hey, man, you don't understand, man. This is God. And he's like, mm. no, 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 you're very talented and yeah. you're very good at selling. I said, no, no, no. I may have skill, but ultimately skill's nothing without provision of God. Mm. That's the truth, you know? Yeah. I can be skilled at a lot – I can, be, I can be a master builder, man. You can be a great plumber, but if you've got nowhere to plumb because God hasn't provided any place for you to plumb, what good is your skill, bro? Can't use it. True. God doesn't touch it. What's going to happen? You can't. What's going to prosper if God doesn't put his hand on it? That's right. They give you the skill. You have the skill, but then you have the blessing of God. That's right. You need the blessing of God. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. So it comes down to do we trust God? Yeah. Now, do we trust God? I'm going to step out. I'm going to do this. God's told me to do this. All right, God, you've told me. I feel like I'm doubting, but even if I feel the doubt, am I still going to trust you? Mm. That's the question. And it's funny because we're like, oh, don't worry. Like, we know the word of God. We trust the word of God. But it's very different because now we actually, it's easy telling someone that. You've got to live it, bro. And <laughs> now when, just- when you want to go out and live it, it's like, ah. Oh, yeah, I think I've trusted him. And you, and you know what? I was having a chat with the missus last night before, but no, early this morning. We sat like one just chatting. Um, we we're just chatting about what we want from the next couple of years. You know what we want to do. 
my family, her family's over in China, my family's in New Zealand, and we've got mother-in-law living with us. You know, just little things like that. We're talking about family, what we want, what we want from ministry, community, like work, business, all that stuff. And in my mind, I thought we weren't doing what we needed to do to achieve our goals, but then I took a step back and I'm like, no, we are. So what is it? It was just me getting over myself, you know. I had to get over myself and how I felt about the situation and take a step back and look and go, actually, um, things are pretty good. Like my situation is not as bad as I thought it was. So I'm, I'm partway through like stepping off work and stepping into business. Um, mm. And like things are going fine. But I'm worried. Like I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing the right things. I'm doing the right things. So what, what's the problem here? The problem was me. Mm. The problem was just me and the way I was feeling humanly. Mm. And just, I think you're always going to have that voice of doubt too. Just yeah. being a person, a person who questions, like, you know, Adam and Eve, they question God in the garden. Mm. Will I really die if I eat this fruit? You know, just like you will step out and you walk in faith, you always have that voice in the back of your head saying, Oh, am I, are you really worth this? Did God really call you to this? Are you really a son of God deserving of all of the riches of the kingdom of heaven? You know, mm. you're just always going to have that voice there. It's something you got to just got to go, you know what? You can shut up and sit in the corner. Because <laughs> it's always going to be there. Yeah, doesn't the enemy always try and prick at you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And say, is this really what God said? Mm. Oh, yeah. All like, think about Jesus, even Jesus when he was in the wilderness. What did the enemy say? He said, if you are the son of God. Like, God just told him, you are my, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Not long after, the enemy says, if you are the son of God. Like, what's he trying to do? To his Jesus? question. His question. Trying to make him doubt. And you know what? His he, identity, who he is, who God said he is. Mm. Doubt what God said to you, Jesus. And are you the son of God? Jesus didn't doubt. But what about us who grew up in a household and life with families who doubted themselves, you know, parents who doubted mm. themselves. And that's and what you seen. grew up doubting yourself. Mm. Maybe you thought, yeah. maybe I could be the best at maths in class. And then you see the other guy who's better at times tables. And you have a little bit of doubt, like, no, 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 he's better than me. Or, you know, or like, oh, I want to be the yeah. fastest runner. It's like, oh, no, I can't beat him. It's just doubt. It's and the voice it, that it's comes. built in. You and then we instantly stop doing what we're trying to do and pick up something else. Yeah. I've done that a lot. And Me too. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like you need to hear from God. You need to sit in your secret place and you need to hear from God, you know, the way that Jesus heard from God. Because I believe he'll speak to us in the same way. Like, God will say to you, you are my son and I'm pleased with you mm. before you do anything. Yeah. Before Jesus went into ministry, yes. went and did anything, mm. he said, I'm already pleased with you. Mm. Like yeah. go out from that place. When I know that almighty God is happy with Very me true. the way I am, then how much doubt is really going to affect me? Mm, if I fail, do I really fail or I'm going to get up and move forward? Because God's already pleased. That's so good. Don't have to please him. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, straight after Jesus' baptism into the wilderness. Yeah. He got faced with doubt. So he found his identity. Yeah. And then he got faced with challenges. But because of identity, he didn't doubt what God told him. He knew who he was. So maybe what that's what we've got to do. We've got to keep remembering who we are. That's right. It's like, like <laughs> my question is like, is that the enemy's goal to hey, move you from who you really are? I think bring, bring you back to frustration. Is that what we need to do when we get frustrated? Remember, remember who, who we, we are. are. Hmm. Remember who they are yeah. in the car. Yeah. Does a son of God act like that? Yeah. Speak like that. Mm. Sorry, cut you off. No, no, that's fine. Keep going. Does the son of God? Yeah. 
So there's a son of, so knowing your identity, all right, I'm frustrated. Fair enough. The Bible says be angry, and but do not sin. Yeah. Mm. So what do I do with my frustration? Do I let it control me or do I remind myself I am a son of God? Mm. Like I'm holy, I'm righteous. How does a righteous son of God act? How do they respond in this situation? It's so true. You mm. need to know your identity. Believe. You actually need to believe yeah. that that's who you are. Yeah. We don't just want to say, I'm a son of God. And it's hard sometimes, but it's about believing. Okay, I am a son of God. Yeah. I'm a child of God. How do I act? Yeah. So someone's hidden my tripod on the chair and pushed it on the computer desk. Mm. They're getting frustrated. I need to remember I'm the son of I'm a son of God. <laughs> and I need to take it easy, man. Take it easy. <laughs> I won't sin. Yeah, do not sin. He starts flipping, I didn't, I flipping didn't. tables and whipping people. Jesus did that, man. Give me back my tripod. Where tripod? Table flipping. Where is my it? Poor wife and <laughs> Where is my poor wife? What did I do wrong? I'm like, you nothing. You did nothing wrong. Oh my goodness, Jesus. But yeah. I think what, what were you saying, Tony? I was going to say this. I think God's got a plan. Um, for for his son and daughter, and in that plan is the best provision you can have. Yeah. In that plan is the best life that you can have. And I think we, because of that fear, we cut ourselves short, you know. Mm. We actually cut ourselves short. We think we're doing a service to ourselves, but instead we're doing a disservice to ourselves. Yeah. Because this is, this is it, right? Let's just answer these, a couple of these questions. Mm. Is God more knowing than I am? Yes. Absolutely. Hmm. Does God have a greater plan that I could ever imagine? Yep. Yes. Does God have a limitation on how much he can bless me? No. No. What's my deal, man? What's my problem now? You know? Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's easier to say, I'm going to love this person. I'm going to get out of my time and bless them. I'm going to forgive this person. I'm going to try not be bitter about this mm. than it is to walk in the plan and purpose God has given you, mm. you know? Yeah. And I'm doing coach. I'm doing life coaching, you know, and it's just, it's getting, also getting clients um, to write down their beliefs and values and also kind of find out um, what God's plan is for their life, you know, mm. and help them steward that and kind of move move into that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because sure. there is there's a lot of procrastination, there's a lot of fear, but what's stopping people from stepping out into the plan God God's got for them, you know? I've heard of people lived a life of 25, 30 years, job after job after job, you know, they've never they've never said to the Lord, Lord, where do you want me? Mm. Because the blessing is where he wants you, man. It is 100%. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, just going back to you, bro, like, God's got a plan for you, man. It's better than Woolies. That's for sure. Mm. You know? But for the time being, it's not that it's bad. God's using you there, man. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. But, yeah, ultimately, you have skills that God's given you and you've learned in media Maybe God's calling you to greater, bro, you know? And, yeah, is it scary? Of course it's scary, man, to leave a job and not know when you're, where your next dollar is going to come in from, you know? But it's about trusting him. Yeah. That's the scariest bit, man. 
Yeah. Oh, I trust the word of God. It's authoritative. Yeah. But then when it's walking that, it, bro, it's very hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard, man. It's a hard. It's a big deal. You know? Sometimes you just have to just do it. Do it. Just and like, just see what happens. Yeah. Just be obedient to what God says and do it. Do the bungee jump, man. And, yeah. and pray your way through, down, and pray and pray and pray and pray and scream. And then right in the 11th hour, that string grabs your feet <laughs> and catapults you from what you thought you were going to yeah. finish up in. And it doesn't just hold you and stop <clears throat> you there. It springs you back up, you know? Yeah. Just using the prophetic, yeah, like yeah. the bungee jump. I, um, yeah, that's good, man. I like to – can I share a dream that I Come had? Come on. So this is a dream I had and I felt like in, in this time of my life, I felt like God was telling me to do something, to step out, you know, with my life. Mm. I was procrastinating. I was putting it off and I was like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll wait, you know. And then one night I had a dream and I 100% believe this is from God. And in this dream, I was in like this big palace, long curtains, those old school palaces. And it was just like it towered. It was very high. And I was walking to the edge. So on the edge, there were these curtains, really light silk curtains that were just blowing in the wind. And I was walking towards these curtains. And off the edge, if you fell off, it's just a free fall. And so in this dream, I'm walking towards the edge. And I am so scared. In this dream, I'm like terrified. In my head, I'm like, if I walk off this edge, I'm dead. Like, I'm not going to survive this. So I get to the edge and I made a decision in the dream. I said, I'm going to step off the edge. And as soon as I decided I'm going to step off the edge, I took one step off. So one foot was off the ground, off the edge. And in a heartbeat, in the dream, God like shot towards my side, grabbed me by the arm, and we jumped off together. And below me was just like the world. I could see everything. Wow. And I woke up from the dream and I'm like, that was so clear, Lord. Like you're telling me step off the edge and I'm with you. Like believe in me. Was this before Bible college? No, this was, I'd say, during Bible college. Wow. Yeah. So it's about taking that step Mm. and believing God is with you. Because as soon as I took that first step, God locked arms with me Mm. and we jumped off together. Mm. Crazy dream. And he was closer. Listen to this. How good is this? He was closer than he was in the dream because yeah. you decided to jump off. Exactly. He became close and he says, I'm doing this with you. I'm, I never leave you nor forsake you. There you go. But come on. in that time where you're jumping off, yeah. he actually came and locked arms with you and he's, just, he's like, I'm right here. I'm closer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was with you. I never left you, never forsaked you, but right now I'm right here. Come on. I'm like in front of your face. I'm locked arms with you. I'm jumping off this building with you, this ledge. I'm falling down with you. We're doing this together. It's you and me, and this is the world. Let's go. Yeah. You know? And you're scared. You have fear when you're going to go step off the edge. Yeah. But you can feel it, feel afraid, Mm. but still do it. Amen. 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 I guess Amen. for um, any listeners out there, I hope this has been um, um, constructive, inspiring, motivating. Um, we've all had um, kind of times where God has kind of told us to do something if you're a believer. Um, um, if you're not, we hope that God can speak to you um, and tell you to maybe go to a church or, or yeah. go somewhere. 
But um, we want to encourage you that if God's speaking you to do something, there's no time like the present. Just do it. And, yeah, yeah put your fear aside mm-hmm. and know that God gave you power and a sound mind and love and he didn't give you a spirit of fear. But if you like this content, I just say to you, um, click subscribe, click like, share this, um, tell your friends. We'd love to bring you content like this. So if you're enjoying this, these are just chats with the boys um, on what God has done, what God will do, um, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. That's it for today. If you like our content, please click like and subscribe. And we'll see you next time. Bye for now.